Hey there, podcast listener. Steven here from the podcast you're currently listening to. You ever heard a podcast and think, I can do that? Well, maybe you can, or maybe you can't, or maybe I can help you get started with it. Hosting is the most expensive cost you'll have in a podcast, and that's why Anchor by Spotify is the easiest way to make a podcast. Really, they have everything you need all in one place. Anchor has tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. With Anchor's hosting, you can distribute your podcast to other listening platforms like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and a whole lot more. And if you think you can do a better job than I, record a podcast right now. There's very low risk involved. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. And best of all, Anchor is free. Download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started today. he was a fucking nut oh yeah and he's oh man he's so against him now yeah Uh, but it was funny where he's like going if you have to say the blacks no you're not (laughs) (laughs) you're really not you're really not (laughs) my question is is i'm looking so there's this chick named lauren roberts okay she's running for congress in colorado's third district and she's hot (laughs) okay Okay, now Lauren Bobert, not Roberts. I don't know where I got that from. Lauren Bobert. So my question is, is, and there's exceptions to the rule, but Republicans always have some hot chicks, hot white chicks, because for obvious reasons, right? <laughs> there's a certain demographic that <laughs> is not represented. <laughs> it's but it's uh, it's so funny because she's got a picture of her like with a gun on her like a gun strap to her thigh <laughs> real fucking cowboy shit oh, you know what i mean but um i don't know right. a- aoc's cuter right. real. <laughs> oh my god it's always funny when you have you know what it, it comes down to like what do you call it like uh, the rights when they have like their people that are <laughs> running for office it's like Full on like guns and like they basically be. You remember the movie, um, uh, Jackie Jackie Brown? Yeah, yeah. Remember when they were watching and when Robert De Niro and Samuel Jackson were watching chicks with guns, and it's like all the <laughs> yeah. chicks in bikinis firing like automatic weapons. That's where the Republicans like. That's where the Republican, the hot Republican it's chicks just, do. You know, it's a weird look, and I know some people are are into that. Like some people like seeing girls with these giant guns shooting them and stuff, but I, I don't know. It's just, <laughs> it's just not my thing. I'm not trying to kink shame, you know. Everybody has that. But I, I'd, I'd rather know that a woman who I'm destined to piss off if I was dating, 
<laughs> doesn't have an AK. You know what I mean? Like it's a little nerve wracking for me. <laughs> of course I'll do the dishes, honey. Please put the AR down. <laughs> but uh You put the AR down? You're trying to take away my right to the second uh-oh. amendment. <laughs> It's like, keep it up, and then I'm going to invoke the NRA on you. <laughs> That's right. I'm surprised the NRA hasn't said anything. They usually, uh, yeah, everybody, usually everybody say something. People are now, um, I've been noticing that there's like columns cracking on them now going, oh, yeah, with all of this going on and the, and the military fortifying their positions, the NRA forgot to say anything. You know, how they're always like, well, we need that to, you know, to keep law and order and to prevent, you know, the government from overreaching. Where, where are you guys now? Where, what happened to you guys? Oh, because oh, yeah. it's the Republican government right. that's overreaching. Yeah, <laughs> so they're they're okay they, with it. They conveniently forget, you know. Like that's oh. the thing. That's the thing that people people are like though is that when it's someone that they agree with, they're okay with it. Right. You know, it's like you are a bitch. Okay. It's like, Part of the problem. It's like when you see these clips of like you know where they're like. Um, it's like, yeah, but he's trying to be a dictator. Well, if anybody's going to be a dictator, it, I'm happy. I'd be better than that. It was Trump. It's like, wow. It's like you're, you're missing the point. <laughs> exactly. You know, it's like, I, I heard somebody, I don't even know where it was. It was some random person in the, in the protests or something, but they were like protesting the protesters or I don't fucking know anymore, but <laughs> They said something similar, like, if we were going to have a king, I would gladly, like, swear my allegiance to Trump. And I was like, you know, there used to be a time in this country that if you wanted a king, you got shot. Yeah. You know, like, everyone has lost their minds to the point that they've clearly forgotten the entire point of this country. Yeah. You know, and it's like. I don't know, man. I just, <laughs> I just need everyone to to wake up a little bit and well, and just stop acting foolish. Well, it's like in in my episode of the Fine Line I did this, this last week. It was basically like you know what's funny is the people that tend to claim to love the Constitution have never read it. Yeah, <laughs> it's like going. You, it's like everything you guys are going for. Like there's a there's an article of the Constitution that's against it. It's. It, even though nobody knew that we would need, we would need the third amendment again. Right. <laughs> the fuck out of here. That shit's funny. Hey, can we stay here? You definitely fucking can't. You want to ask me why? Ask me why. It's the third amendment, you bitch ass. Motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> fuck out of my face. Oh, man. All right. Welcome, everybody, to the Lazy Geeks, a weekly podcast that takes an unfiltered look at geek and pop culture and politics uh, and removes all the clickbait clutter. We're thinking so you don't have to. I'm Stephen Vargas. I'm Adam Riley. Um, so when I, I was I'm I'm working on my new episode of, of The Fine Line this week and I'm talking about conspiracy theories. So my my, my brain is kind of turning to mush. Um <laughs> Because I'm I'm reading like you know conspiracy theories, but I'm also reading like the psychology behind them, and you know, and I found a really cool psychology uh, uh, like paper about like the where they break it down into three levels, three levels of reasons why people would believe, you know, conspiracy theories, and uh, and, and so I was coming across all these articles, and then I came, of course, I came upon a cracked article in Google search. And apparently they're conspiracy theories about the protests. 
which isn't surprising, but I, I saw this and I was like, oh my God, I go, what's this? And I was looking through them and I'm like, I got to put them on the show. Even if, if, even if I don't mention it on my show, I got to have them on this one. So I wanted to kind of run through it real quick. You can open, the link is in the notes if you wanted to, if you wanted to follow. So the first one, of course, reads, yes, George Floyd is actually dead. Uh, this one should be fairly obvious by now, but yes, George Floyd is actually dead. A YouTube conspiracy theorist called John X Army posted a video where he claimed without, with zero evidence, because that's how you do it in these things, that George Floyd's death was faked. A video spread in a predictably sad, depressing conservative parts of the internet like QAnon groups. John X Han- Army, uh, I always want to say John Ham, John X Army channel has since been scrubbed of all its content and relaunched as a whole new channel. In one of his new videos, the titular John explains in that his raw, in-your-face style of truth-telling is too much for YouTube to handle, man. Yeah! Yeah, so they silenced him. <laughs> uh, <laughs> he credits Sun Tzu for inspiring him as he takes his next step towards, yeah, towards delivering his truth bombs in a more subtle and formless way, like a low key fart in a, in the poison that in that poisons a city bus. After all, nobody intends on making a big splash when they can make, when they can basically baselessly claim someone at the epicenter of a massive cultural movement, fake their death. Anyway, George, Floyd's body was examined by two separate medical examiners. Both declared him very much dead, and the second saying it was a homicide. And uh, so the next one had this video. It was like, the gnarly tear gas return serve is real, but it didn't happen here. So there's a return. So in the vi- there's a Twitter video that was claiming that it was from the protest. Um, video is fucking hilarious. It's somebody launches a fucking tear gas canister. And in a move from like bent, bend it like Beckham, fucker flips yeah. around, kicks that shit right back at the police. That shit was funny. <laughs> the, you know, the video is considered badass in 10 different solar systems. The video has gotten laid more than you have. <laughs> I think it's funny to put your laces through it, son. <laughs> <laughs> and you have the right to do um, to do to someone's phone what this guy literally uh, did to tear cast canisters. Whenever someone shows you supposedly cool videos, this isn't this isn't this that isn't this video. Uh, so thankfully, the video is real. It just isn't from these protests. It's not even in America. It was from 2019 protest in Lebanon. This one had um, should have been obvious. Americans hate soccer. So imagine how astronomical the chances would have been for a cop canister, cop fire a canister at one of seven people in America who were expertly follow through with a kick like that. Yeah, an American would have caught it and threw it. Right. Which still would have been badass, but that yeah, kick would have, <laughs> that kick though. Like in a spin too, where you catch it and just keep spinning and then come out the spin throwing that bitch. And what would have been funny too, because because it would be in America, the guy would catch it and as he spins, everything suddenly slows down. Yeah. And, <laughs> <laughs> suddenly you start hearing the music for the matrix and then you have like <laughs> Lawrence Fishburne's voice coming up going he is the one you know let's <laughs> go oh, shit <laughs> and then uh, as he throws a year you got the touch <laughs> <laughs> oh man uh also various George Soros related things are bullshit uh he's like look man no just no George Soros is a corpse whose vast wealth is keeping him alive despite the universe's best attempts to take him out. 
Soros is funding the protest? Oh, a fucking course. Uh, oh, a fucking course not. They go, people only think that because they're so racist, they can't believe someone cares enough about the senseless murder of a black man to burn down your cultural holy sites like Target and a police precinct. Uh, you can tell far-right conspiracy theorists know George's days are numbered because they've already shifted a ton of liberal billionaire theories onto Bill Gates. Dude just wants to fight malaria, and guys and um, guys with the word patriot seven times in their Twitter bio link thinks he's microchipping their fluoride or whatever. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so I never thought about that. Like, oh, yeah, George Soros' days must be numbered if they're now moving it. They're like, okay, he's going to die, so we need to start planting the seeds yeah, on who's, who's the, the next new scapegoat one. exactly um and uh was the fabled antifa rioting how-to handbook finally discovered no uh whenever fascists congregate to indirectly announce their reviewed commitment to their lifelong totally unforced celibacy they're inevitably confronted by antifa an organization that isn't actually an organization at all they're more like the naturally occurring phenomenon kick in the ass that happens when someone somewhere has a kick me sign taped to their back in the aftermath of their clashes someone will claim that protester dropped the supposed George Soros Antifa Bill Gates Illuminati rioting instruction manual and uh, there's a, the if you follow the link in the show notes it actually shows you the Twitter uh, that came up that supposedly has this one and they say what the picture is supposed to prove isn't exactly clear the document isn't inflammatory it doesn't say that every person participating must scalp at least one nazi if they want to earn their george soros check it actually has some fairly sensible rules should a person get into an altercation at a demonstration the most shocking part of the document is how it is a bunch of uninteresting nothing <laughs> and yet it's been popping up on social media after protests since 2015 the giving tree is more provocative than this boring thing and then cops planting bricks to set up protesters but maybe not one of the muddiest of them all the idea that cops are planting stacks of bricks in places in places protests are scheduled to go down banking that at least one chaotic person among them will chuck it through a window thus justifying police's ensuring brutality or maybe according to a now deleted tweet from the white house official twitter account the bricks were placed there by Antifa to incite violence. Now, on this tweet, they're showing um, a uh, these quote-unquote barricades of bricks that were in front of a Shabbat Jewish community center in Sherman Oaks, which is a couple miles from where I live. The problem is, is that they were showing this saying, look, they're using this so uh, protesters have something to throw. They've been there for a while. I've seen them. I've seen them too. Yeah. When I used to live over there. Yeah, they're there because they were designed to, if people tried to drive into it because, you know, anti Semitic bastards and shit, you know, they couldn't. And so I remember seeing this the day we had, um, they were supposed to have a a protest out in Sherman Oaks. I started seeing pop up on Twitter because I saw Sherman Oaks as a hashtag. And I saw these and I'm like, the fuck? These have been there for a while. Like, what the fuck? So the truth, at least in the case of the White House account hysterical lie, is that those bricks have been in front of the Shabbat Jewish Center in Sherman Oaks, California, to stop any cars driven by anti-Semitic maniacs into slam, uh, from slamming into the building. 
um, as of all of the other piles of bricks discovered or purposely discovered at protest sites, those are still a mystery. Both sides are pointing fingers at each other, but there's so far no, pardon the pun, concrete evidence to prove anything. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah, I remember seeing that those barriers fucking years ago. Because yeah. I remember when I, I saw the picture, I was like, because, you know, I hear the news. I'm like, oh, shit, is someone leaving bricks somewhere to start some bullshit? And then I see it and I'm like, that's did they do it five years ago? <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm like, that's all. I didn't know what it was, to be right. honest. But I remember seeing it one time when I drove by. Yeah. Yeah. And I was I saw that. I was like, wait, those have those have been there for a while. Like, I'm like, I remember I remember seeing those, especially when I used to go to my ex's place, have to go by there. And I'll be like, wait, no, I saw those there. So, oh, man, it's just. <laughs> Some, some weird shit that just keeps popping up on this stuff but fortunately we're out of the uh we're out of the curfews so that's good and we're out of quarantine too so you know i mean we still have kind of stay-at-home orders but you know like malls are opening up and there's like reduced crowds and like restaurants have just started opening up i think schools and movie theater no, mm-hmm. not movie theaters gyms and other stuff are going to start opening up next week so. yeah the theaters are still closed but i think it's because it's kind of difficult to keep that place clean. Yeah. I mean, we've seen, we've seen them trying to keep how clean that is on a normal day. <laughs> For real. <laughs> like, what um, the fuck am I stepping in? Please let this be dried butter, not urine. Like, <laughs> oh, or semen. You know, you know, depends on what you're watching. Really. Exactly. Um, if it's Haley Steinfeld is definitely semen. <laughs> <laughs> it's oddly specific, but I'll just let it go. <laughs> It's too specific to be random. (laughs) Um, And I agree. So (laughs) I don't even know where to go now. I don't know what we're doing. Oh, man. Um, Oh, you know what I found out? And I'm pissed that I didn't find this out earlier. Roku had a QAnon channel. Where? What? Yeah. You know how you know how on Roku they have like these random channels that are specific with like because there I, I came across one that was like a conspiracy kind of channel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and I downloaded and was watching it was actually kind of boring, so I ended up deleting it. But I didn't realize I had a QAnon channel. So Well, in, um inform people what QAnon is, because I don't <laughs> even know what that is. Uh QAnon. Those are the the QAnon conspiracy theorists that are huge with the Trump people right now. Um, you know they're very big on you know uh (laughs) the channel is no longer on our platform (laughs) (laughs) yeah so um here's this is uh this is something from the site uh from our site anyway uh streaming platform ruku removed the QAnon channel the conspiracy theory movement dedicated channel was dropped after criticism for letting it slip through its review and moderation processes last month the show called q channel QAnon channel was hosted by popular QAnon supporter Dave Hayes and advertised it as a quote opinion based show for getting to the truth, getting the truth out as we know it about the QAnon movement. The Roku spokesperson told The Verge, quote, the channel is no longer on the platform, but the company did not elaborate on to how it was allowed at launch. The Verge asked for more information about measures in place to review and moderate questionable content users post through the channel. And the link now leads to a blank page. Uh, Roku is best known for streaming stop box, blah, 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 blah. 
uh, Media Matters reports the channel was live for nearly two weeks. It prompted it prompted prominent QAnon voices, the movement's regular slate of rampant misinformation and conspiracy theories, as well as other false and ma- manipulated news reports. Hayes also said he would be bringing it, bringing the channel to other streaming platforms. Two, QAnon is a cultish and ever-evolving movement dedicated to a series of fringe conspiracy theories and groups. It has links to to acts of real-life, real-world violence. It's a relatively new theory that began by peddling a series of interwoven pro-Trump conspiracies, and it lives and grows among um, almost entirely online, thanks to tech platforms' failures to contain the misinformation that it fuels. So... Yeah, these I mean, are, that's good then. Yeah, I mean, it, what sucks, the reason why I was pissed is because I didn't get to watch it until it, before it was taken off. So I was kind of like bummed out because I really would have liked to see just how fucking insane it is. <laughs> it probably was retarded, <laughs> to be completely honest. I mean, you know, they were the ones that saying, you know, Trump was going to the deep swamp and they're also the ones behind Pizzagate and, you know, uh, all of that shit. So there's a good documentary on HBO called, um, I think it's called Fake News, The Art. Let me see if I can find it. Um, because they actually go into the rise of fake news, where it came from, where it took off from, and then it goes into some of the stuff that it done. And Pizzagate was one of those things that it, it really, you know, kind of got into. So it's really kind of depressing, <laughs> but at the same time, you're just kind of like, what the actual fuck are these people doing? Oh, it's called After Truth, Disinformation, and uh, what is it? Disinformation and the Cost of Fake News, and it goes, and it also profiles people that are predominant in the fake, in that type of fake news industry. Right. Yeah. It followed this guy who was supposed to be. I don't know if anybody remembers, but there was somebody who said that Robert Mueller had sexually harassed them. Most people don't even know if this was a real person because every time they were supposed to have her come forward, there was always this, oh, yeah, well, she was in fear of her life. And everybody goes, how were, and the press is like, how was she in fear of her life when nobody knew who she was? Like, you know, and so, and they did a lot of Alex Jones shit. Well, you should just look, you should look, you'd be able to find it out there. And the reporters, like from the New York Times, are like, "You called us here, <laughs> like you're the one that's supposed to supply us with the with the news." It's just they should do a new a new show called Conspiracy Theories Gone Wild. <laughs> Remember Girls Gone Wild back oh, in the yeah, day? Back in the day, yeah, yeah, that would be quality that, that entertainment. Would be it. <laughs> It'd just be less hot. No, what you should do is they should just go and get like hot chicks. And then get the hottest conspiracy chicks and then just do like they do with those gun show ones. You know, like the ones we just talked about. Put them I in. feel like that's a Google search. Hottest <laughs> conspiracy chick. chick. Woman. <laughs> Put woman. Be respectful. <laughs> the 11 sexiest women you didn't know were conspiracy conspiracy theorists. You know what's the problem with those is like half of them or more than half of them. You're like, I already knew that. <laughs> yeah, like Courtney Love, who I wouldn't necessarily call sexy mm. um maybe to sh- like the um the what do you call it the um crypt keeper alicia silverstone is an anti-vaxxer 
Oh, that's kind of disappointing. She was really cute in that fucking Clueless movie. Oh, yeah. Um, Demi Lovato believes mermaids exist. Um, Erica Badu believes in chemtrails. I'm going to keep going. Uh, <laughs> Katy Perry believes aliens exist. That's not really a conspiracy to no. think that there's alien life. Oh, maybe if you believe in people like picking you up or something. Yeah. Well, I mean, Demi um, Lovato believing in mermaids. It's like, I, I mean, mean, you you also got to kind of equate the conspiracy theory to the hotness factor. Like, is there conspiracy enough? Conspiracy theory, a turnoff enough to not sleep with them? For Alicia Silverstone in the 90s, it's not. Yeah. Um, <laughs> she could talk about all the kind. She could talk about whatever she wants. I'd be like, whatever you say, Dallin. I don't really <laughs> care. Um, Jenny McCarthy, anti-vaxxer. Read oh, me that, that one. one yeah. Christine, Kristen Cavallari. Where the fuck that is? She's an anti-vaxxer. Um, Kylie Jenner believes in chemtrails. And trust me, I get all my scientific da- data from. <laughs> she is a chemtrail. Like. <laughs> Megan Fox. Believes in aliens, ghosts, and monsters. She believes in Bigfoot, UFOs, and ghosts. That sounds like just like a Catholic chick. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like um, a Catholic chick on a Friday night. I mean, that's right. <laughs> Marion Coltard. Who? Oh, Marion Coltard. Yeah, she was. Um, she played Ra's al Ghul's uh, daughter. In uh, The Dark Knight Rises. Oh, I do recognize her. Yeah. She thinks 9-11 and the moon landing were fake. Yeah, I remember that. Um, and Salma Blair is an anti-vaxxer. It doesn't really matter because in Cruel Attentions, it wasn't all about her. It was about, <laughs> hey, you already know. <laughs> so. Well, I mean, if you look and you're like, okay, well, that's the the hottest chicks that are. Okay, so then that means even some of the better ones are like, okay, I don't have to worry about them. Yeah. But like Megan Fox, I mean, she believes in monsters and, you know, it's like, oh, that's, that's, but the thing that's is, is that that's because it's, it goes back to your, what you said, the hotness scale. Yeah. So if <laughs> Megan Fox says that she believes in Bigfoot, it's just cute. Yeah. Like, oh, she believes in Bigfoot. That's adorable. Someone uglier says that. I was like, are you fucking retarded? <laughs> What's the matter with you? <laughs> You know, I was I was going I was going to let you blow me but now I'm just like forget it. No, let a grown ass man <laughs> say I believe in Bigfoot. You're going to be like the fuck get the fuck away from me. Retire. <laughs> Clothes are coming back on. Like <laughs> uh, Megan Fox is saying whatever the fuck she wants. I don't care. Yeah. I mean it, it and you you talk about the women that they're they're talking about there. Not a lot on the, you know, like it's not like we're talking about like what do you call it, nuclear physicists, you know? That I would be really just. Dis- it's it's like you're looking at these. You're like, yeah, okay. So it, I'm not. I'm disappointed in some because of like, oh, I would have loved to have you know had sex with them, but that just kind of. I mean, does it make me not want to? It, yeah. <laughs> I don't think it would make it would stop me. It just means I would afterwards. I would have a pretty fun conversation with them afterwards. Because it'd be like, going, so you think 9-11 was an inside job, huh? And then just see them pull out the PowerPoint presentation and, you know, everything. It'd be like, going, okay, okay. You know, interested. Okay, now um, I'm glad that we did it beforehand. Now I can go home. All I know is when um, that Brian Austin dude announced that him and Megan Fox broke up, I said, he's on suicide watch. <laughs> I know, Please right? keep him safe. I know. It's like, save Brian. That's the hashtag is save Brian. Right. 
Oh man. I felt for him. I was I did too. Like I was like, oh man, I know. It's like it's one of those where you're just like I listened to his interview too. He's like, you know, we both love each other, but decided that we're we don't see each other enough because we're working. And I go, first of all, (laughs) both you ain't working that much. Okay. (laughs) And second of all, I don't give a damn how much Megan Fox is working. Because let's be honest, who's working more? Right. I said, you you wait at home like a good boy. Shut the (laughs) fuck up. So obviously something was happening. But whatever. Uh, We're not TMZ, so I don't really fucking, I don't know. (laughs) Hey, no. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Baba booey. Um, No. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So now, as we always do, it's time that we jump into some news stories of the past week, which probably slipped under your radar, given all the shit that was going on this this week. So, you know, that's why we're here. Is basically what we're trying this to say. This first one's kind of a big fucking deal, too. Yeah, this one was huge. I mean, it actually got as many column inches as the protests, um, geek-wise. Uh, yeah. <laughs> no, m- most people don't give a fuck, but, you know. So, after nearly 25 years working with Diamond Comic Distributors, DC Comics will find an alternative route to comic book shops. Diamond Distribution was the exclusive distributor of DC, Marvel, uh, Dark Horse, Image, Viz Media and more than uh, and more until this week when DC ended its relationship. The company company will now tap Lunar Distributions and UCS comic distributors for weekly releases. Penguin Random House for graphic novels and collected editions. A DC spokesperson said, "Where we recognize that many of you, this may seem like a momentous decision." DC representatives said in an email to retailers on Friday. Uh, first printed by the Hollywood Reporter. However, we can assure you that this change in DC's distribution plans has not been made lightly and will follow a long period of thought and consideration. The change of direction is in line with DC's overall strategic vision intended to improve the wealth of and strengthen the direct market as well as grow the number of fans who read comic books worldwide. Uh, translation, um, we needed to find a way to save money so we got rid of Diamond. This is kind of a big deal, though, because Diamond has such a chokehold on the comic book industry when it comes to print media. Right. And I guarantee you that the decision was made during the pandemic because Diamond is the one that shut down. That's why yeah. comics didn't go out there. But then comic book distributors uh, or publications, I should say, made a stupid choice by not releasing them digitally, which I think the reason why I think there is probably a deal that's part of Diamond that prevents yeah, them probably. from releasing digital content in lieu of physical content. Because if, because, and if Diamond did that, it makes sense because they're like, all right, if, if they can't give you print media and you're trying to stay up on them stories, you're going to, a lot of people are going to switch to digital right. if it's still getting done that way. Right. So, I mean, but I'm it, pretty much switched to digital, but you know, know, whatever. <laughs> Uh, According to the note, Diamond Distribution will fulfill orders through June 1st and will not solicit the sale of new DC titles further. DC will shift the final order cutoff from June 8th to June 15th to ensure that customers don't miss an issue. Uh, And this is huge because they didn't... Basically, Diamond got the chokehold, I think, in the early 90s when they they basically signed... Oh, uh, 1997. 
and is when they basically won the de facto monopoly for comic book shipping distribution in right. the United States, Canada, and the UK. So, you know, a lot of comic book distributors are pissed about it. If you go to the link, I have a couple of, um, you know, unsavory comments from comic book shops. But, you know, I mean, they're complaining that like, oh, well, now it's going to be different with shipping costs and stuff like that. And it's like, you know what? It's been like this for over 20 years. You guys are into a habit. You know, it's like it's it was to be honest, it's probably going to happen anyway. Yeah. So especially with so many people switching to digital. I mean, it's and I was I was having this conversation with someone a while ago and they were like, well, there will always be print media. Not everyone's going to switch to digital. I'm like, well, time marches on and younger people get older. People who are more comfortable staring at a screen all the time, you know, and they don't have that nostalgic link of you know, keeping comic books at the house and stuff like that. Well, I mean, yeah, you, I mean, you, you just have the concept of people aren't probably as sentimental anymore. Mm-hmm. So there, it becomes a, a, an idea of feasibility. It's like, can I keep comic books in my house? Not really, because one, I mean, comic books are slowly becoming a, dis, uh, what do you call it? A um, disposable entertain, piece of entertainment because there's no value in collecting comics anymore. No. Which was one of the huge things of why people collected them. Yeah, because they, they're, they're mass marketed more now. They're, reprints. Um, they'll reprint them all the time. It's just stupid. They used to be super. You, I mean, you get a fucking an older one. It's still worth money, but yeah. to whoever the fuck's going to buy it. But a, a Justice League number one, New 52, not so much. Yeah, I have that. <laughs> I literally have that comic book. I think it's worth like 10 bucks, which is a lot. Right. Um, so Sony Europe, which controls Sony's operations in Australia, has been fined 3.5 million um, Australian money. I don't know what it's called. Australia. AUD. I, don't, I didn't know they had money. I thought they just stole things from each other. Wow. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I don't. You know what? Just for that joke. We're going to pause for a second. Australian money. Because I like them. Uh, the Australian dollar. That was easy. So <laughs> so I can just say 3.5 million Australian dollars. Uh, Which converted mislead- is about 20 bucks. I think it's a happy uh, meal. <laughs> now I have to find that out. Now it's just going to fucking. Do I know how to spell Australia? I do. <laughs> Oh, I'm thinking of no. I'm thinking of uh, the peso because that would be like five bucks. Um, one Australian dollar is seventy cents U.S. Okay, it's not too bad. No, it's not too bad. Um, so where was I? Oh, has been fined three point five million dollars or million Australian dollars for misleading Australian consumers over its refund policy. The company has been ordered to pay this amount in penalties for quote making false and misleading representations and quote regarding Australian consumer law rights. You can read um, the full release for the Australian competition and consumer commissions uh, in the link. So if you, the, it's an IGN article in our show notes, there's a link in the article, bam, enjoy <laughs> yourself. Um, the court case that led to the settlement involves a series of consumers who contacted Sony over a game they deemed faulty. They were refused 
refunds for two reasons. The game was purchased digitally and it had been 14 days since they made the purchase. These responses for Sony do not align with Australian consumer law. So the case went to court. Australians Another, don't fuck around when it, in regards to consumer laws and and, they really uh, and, consu- and consumer advocacy. They really just like... That and censorship. Yeah. Those are the two things they're pretty strict on. Um, another breach of ACL uh, came as Sony told a consumer that it could not provide a refund, quote, unless the game developer authorized it, end quote, and told <laughs> another that the refund would have to be issued using digital currency only be usable on the PlayStation Store. So you could only get store credit. Yeah. Um, this is a big quote. Consumer guarantee rights do not expire after ad digital product has been downloaded and certainly do not disappear after 14 days or any other arbitrary date claimed by a game store or developer. End quote. Re- reads a statement from Rod Sims, chair of the ACCC. Um, what Sony told these consumers was false and does not reflect the consumer guarantee rights afforded to Australian consumers. According to the release from the ACCC, Sony Europe's terms and service implied that users, quote, did not have consumer guarantee rights regarding the quality, functionality, completeness, accuracy, or performance of their purchased digital games between October 2017 and May 2019. So, oops, that's a pretty (laughs) fucking expensive mistake there, Sony. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> also um just to, just as a full disclosure if you can hear noise in the background this is what happens when the coronavirus hits and my kids don't go to fucking school <laughs> they're doing dishes at 9 20 at night like and they're the loudest fucking people at everything <laughs> so just want to apologize to the listeners <laughs> uh so this next story i thought was hilarious uh, it was hilarious because when I saw it happening live on television, I was rolling my ass because I was just, I was like, oh, these people just don't know. They just don't know. <laughs> they just don't know. <laughs> so this is one of those stories that made me laugh. Uh, Apple tracks looted iPhones. It's that simple. If you didn't know that, you should probably follow tech news more. Uh, many followed, uh, found this out when they were when there was a rash of people robbing UPS trucks and snatching iPhones before they made it to stores. Uh, they aren't like shoes or apparel. Each device, this isn't just Apple, has a series of numbers attached to it. So this is how they can disable a phone when that is stolen. So all of those phones that were looted, they don't work no more. Oh, and did we mention that Apple tracks looted iPhones? I um, wasn't sure if we made that clear. It's also it um, it, <laughs> it has been long known that Apple operates some form of proximity software that disables a device when it's taken illegally from a store. Store until now, though, little have um, has been seen of that technology in action. Well, thanks to social media, you can now see how the message that greets um, looters powering up the new device. This do- device has been disabled and is being tracked. It says local authorities will be alerted. Uh, looting apart the theft or high en- of high-end phones with iPhones at the top of the list have been an issue in major cities for years. Apple has taken a step 
after has taken step after step to try to render these devices worthless once taken, including the sticky find my functionality that enables users to track down an, an iPhone. If your device goes missing, Apple says, put it in lost mode to, tr- to lock it immediately and start tracking its location. Now, that doesn't stop people from selling these devices, thus scamming people out of out of their money. However, if you're buying an iPhone from Sudden Dude you know or Craigslist for cheap, you should know that is trouble. Now, not only would you be charged with purchasing stolen equipment, but you could be getting into a lot of trouble for trying to save a few bucks. So it's important. The important takeaway is Apple tracks looted iPhones and you probably shouldn't pick one up. Right. So that's funny. <laughs> it's just so fucking, so fucking sad, dude. Yeah, when I saw a bunch of people like grabbing iPhones from the, uh, from an Apple store, I was like, what are you fuckers doing? Oh, go ahead. Power that bitch up. You know? Yeah. It, it was the same thing for me. Like I, they were showing the, was it a video or a picture? of people straight jack in an Apple store. Mm-hmm. And I think it was here cause it was at the Scottsdale mall and I was just watching them walk out and I'm like, so is someone going to tell them or <laughs> I thought that was pretty well fucking known. Yeah. So, but, but you know, even most Android phones. Yeah. The high end. Like, I know like the Samsung, Samsung phones yeah. are still that way. Yeah. They're still that way. But, um, yeah, that's, <laughs> I don't know. We should act. We should. We should ask Jake Paul and find out. You know, we should. He was yeah, there. He was there. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> not protesting though, or not um, rioting. He right. was just. He was just filming was, stuff. Yeah. He was just filming to document. It's like, yeah, that's what we need you for—an investigative journalist. <laughs> you fucking idiot! Get the hell out of there. <laughs> yeah, because that's what we can. Cons- when we see Jake Paul, we go, "Oh yeah, investigative." I watched journalist. part of his video. How, how, in the Scottsdale Mall, how, how, and how I had been right there. I've been. How, how long was I've he been, laughing? Huh? How long was he laughing during that video? It was laughing, but then he kept, he kept saying, "Oh my god!" He went, "Oh my god! Oh my god! Oh my god!" I'm like, "Is he gonna show up? Like, is he Beetlejuice? <laughs> like, I was just like, what the fuck? He just sounded. He got arrested for being an idiot. And also, why is he here? I thought he was California's problem. Um. Uh, I don't know, but he's one problem we'd be happy to get rid of. Can you please keep your trash over there? See if I got enough problems over here. (laughs) Okay. Anyway. So everyone was real (laughs) hyped for a Sega announcement. And people were fucking (laughs) freaking out. They were like, oh, Xbox and Sega are going to join forces. Nintendo's going to buy Sega. There's all kinds of weird shit. Which sucks because their announcement is kind of interesting. But not to Americans. So no one fucking cares. Um, (laughs) Sega marked its 60th anniversary this week. Such a a weak announcement for 60, you know. I know. Um, Well, I'm not talking about the Tiny Game Gear. That's kind of whatever. But but it's the Tiny Game Gear. It's the only thing on the company's mind at the minute. Why does it say at the minute? It's at the moment. Um, It's working on a system that would turn Japanese arcades into small data centers. According to Weekly Famitsu uh, via Kotaku, um, Sega will tap into powerful CPUs and GPUs in arcade machines as part of an ultra-low latency streaming system. It's calling the idea Fog Gaming. (laughs) (laughs) And it's based on Fog Computing. Um, Devices 
devices in fog computing systems are much closer together physically than those in a cloud setup, which lowers the length of time it takes data to travel between them. As such, Sega reckons the fog gaming platform could reduce lag to less than a millisecond. Sega already has the basic infrastructure in place, at least in Japan. Arcades are still prevalent enough for the fog gaming system to be viable. The company owns about around 200 of them, and Sega machines are also prevalent in third-party arcades. The company's machines are connected to Game Center servers, which are also linked to the cloud. Many of them use the All.net platform, which is a backbone of online arcade competition, and also lets players track high scores, rankings, and profiles across various game centers. But Ars Technica reports that non-Sega arcades are cutting ties with All.net because the fees make it untenable. Um, amid the COVID-19 pandemic. It's not entirely clear whether J- Japanese players would be able to stream games directly from arcade machines. Uh, Fumitsu suggests Fog Gaming would add minimal lag less than one millisecond on top of regular network latency, which could make that tenable, especially for... This guy really likes the word tenable, <laughs> which is a word I've, I don't think I've ever heard before. Really? Um, yeah, I get it. Like I know what it means, but I just can't recall a time I've ever heard it being used. Hmm. I would put like obtainable, but I guess tenable works better here. I just don't remember ever hearing it. It's probably a word of the day calendar. I'm not a fucking try hard either. So, (laughs) you know, especially for quick reflex titles, such as fighting games, players actively use arcade machines for eight hours or so a day and the fog gaming system could give them the option to grind their favorite games outside of game centers opening hours um sega and other arcade operators would also be able to generate revenue for machines when the centers are closed so basically the reason why this is a big joke in america is because the arcades in america died a while ago (laughs) like nobody cares about arcades here like 30 years ago Uh, Right, but Japan has a lot of fucking arcades. Like it's still a big thing there, and um, them making a system where they can charge you to play those <laughs> arcade games that you're already addicted to at home is actually fucking genius. It just won't ever be a thing here, right? You know, so it's um, it was a pretty interesting thing, and actually, you know what? I know. I'm I'm in the minority here, but I'm excited about that tiny Game Gear mofo. I'm gonna pick that shit up. <laughs> I'm gonna put it on a keychain somehow. <laughs> you know, so. Uh, but yeah, that's it. Frog hmm. gaming, baby. It's the future. It's the future is now. Yeah. So before we head out to to our little our break, um, Patrick, friend of the show, just sent me a um, a screenshot of an Instagram meme that says, "Finding out." stripper poles spin in place instead of strippers um strippers around the poles is the grown-up is the grown-ups finding out santa isn't real what (laughs) yeah the the poles spin the strippers don't actually spin on the poles the poles themselves spin oh yeah 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 and then he says serious and then he replied that he um so replied saying seriously it's like being amazed at people pulling a quick kill shot in a oh, first-person shooter only to find out later they're using aimbots. <laughs> <laughs> For some reason, I was listening to you and it just didn't click. I was like, 
what? <laughs> Dude, I just recently found out that the pole spins on a pole. I didn't even know that. I didn't even know that until just now, until he told me that. I'm like, oh, that is kind of... I found that out like a month ago. Yeah. Because I, I was watching... We had shared a meme or something of a chick falling over on it. And um, one of the girls in, in the group chat was like, did you know that they don't even... There's a pole on a pole and it spins. And I was like... I guess that makes sense. I don't know why I believed <laughs> they were just sliding on this pole without like any massive burns or whatever, you know, like, right. <laughs> like I, it was one of those things where you feel really stupid. Like you're like, why? Or like you should have known. Like it was like, right. It was obvious it, that we should have known that. <laughs> it's weird, man. All right. Um, so on that perplexed, <laughs> perplexing, you so know, I apologize. I just, it, lost me (laughs) so on that you know on that note where everybody's gonna go oh my god that's so we're gonna give you a minute to to compose yourself to gather your thoughts and and to think that the easter bunny isn't real uh so we're gonna take a go ahead and take a quick break and uh we'll see you guys on the other side all right welcome back everybody (laughs) uh so um all right this one was kind of funny. I actually was like, yeah, that, this this makes a whole lot of sense. So an Antifa bus hoax full of bloodthirsty Antifa protesters are causing panic in rural counties throughout the country. Even though there's no evidence they exist, the, the Associated Press has cataloged at least five separate rural counties where locals have warned of imminent attacks. Although none of the rumors have been substantiated, notably, the rumors are often tailored to a specific region. The hyperlocal approach used, um, sometimes used to boost the spread of misinformation on social media platforms. NBC News first reported on the recent surge of anti- Antifa-related misinformation, some of which was promoted by white nationalist groups posing as Antifa accounts. But even after the Antifa bus hoax was debunked, they continued to spread on Facebook. This is oft- this often inspired real-life confrontations and instances of violence. In Forks, Washington, a multiracial family of four was harassed by armed locals who believed they represented an Antifa incursion. The family had arrived in town on a camping trip traveling in a full-size school bus. Local police say they were confronted by seven or eight carloads of people. They aggressively questioned them about their Antifa connections. When the family attempted to drive off, locals felled trees across the roadway to prevent them from escaping. Uh, They were only able to leave after a group of students intervened. In other cases, everyday bus charter bus businesses have been pulled into the confusion, often treated as presumed troop convoys until proven otherwise. On Wednesday, an Idaho Fleet Services business was targeted by a minor panic after a debunked rumor claiming incoming agitators were targeting the state. One local posted a picture of the, of the bus on Facebook as evidence of the Antifa converge, incursion, claiming, quote, this bus is full of them. Uh, if anyone sees the po- this a post m- uh, about my bus, please flag it. The company owner posted on Wednesday. Nolan was driving home from school when someone posted it saying it was full of Antifa. Elsewhere, the misinformation has come from sheriffs themselves. In Curie County, Oregon, Sheriff John Ward told his department uh, Facebook followers, quote, I got information that three buses... Uh, he's... <laughs> 
<laughs> I forgot. He spelled buses, B-U-S-S. Oh, Jesus. Yeah. Uh, loads of Antifa protesters are making their way into the county, although he added, I don't know if the rumors are true or not. He called on civilian volunteers to help defend the town should the buses materialize. Without asking, I'm, I'm, I am sure we have a lot of local boys, too, with guns that will protect our citizens and their property. Ward took them took down the post after harsh criticism from Facebook commenters. He insisted it was not intended as a call to arms. Uh, it's unclear where Ward got the original tip about the incoming buses, including a specific location and number, but it appears to have come through a similar chain of rumors. Quote, our country attorney forwarded me the post from someone, he told the local reporters, and it has sent him by another it was sent to him by another attorney. Uh, that is kind of a private attorney. The rumors have been particularly lively on Facebook. One post pr- written by a previous unknown outlet called DC Dirty Laundry claims to have discovered specific plans to bust large numbers of Antifa terrorists into a local town called Sparta, Illinois, where they will be targeted to, uh, well, they'll be directed to target rural white Americans by burning farmhouses and killing livestock. The article names specific routes uh, that the buses will be taking sources to, quote unquote, highly reliable individuals. Uh, they claim Illinois was targeted by restrictions on gun ownership, have, quote, transformed the city into a shooting gallery for Antifa terrorists. Um, so yeah. Uh <laughs> I can't even keep up anymore. Like there's so much going on and like there's so much shit that gets retracted too. Yeah. Like to be like, oh this and this, and then the next day, oh never mind. Oh my bad. <laughs> you know, and it's like i always tell people you can gauge the integrity of a news source by how quickly and readily they correct themselves. Right. Because when you're trying to report the news as soon as possible, it's going to be mistakes. Oh yeah. Like it just is what it is. But because there's so much news happening at a rapid pace right now, it's like there's always something weird going on. And then the next day, the narrative's completely different. Well, that's one. Like, of, what, what universe am I in? Well, that's you know? like one of the things that I keep talking about. Like that I'm focusing on on my on my my show is the the that the absence of facts because you know everybody wants their facts now. The absence of facts creates vacuums that are filled by conspiracy theories. At the same time, you also have the 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 instant news reporting re- whether it's actually by a resourced you know reporter or it's actually just social media it's oh people think this like oh it sounded like um like a missile in the 9-11 report they deducted that people said they heard the sound of a missile right you know it's like going just because it sounds like a missile doesn't necessarily mean it's a whistle when i fuck my girlfriend she sounds like a banshee doesn't mean i'm fucking a banshee you know not that i'm kink shaming anybody but you know right (laughs) if you like fucking screaming ghosts hey you know that's up to you i mean one time i made a girl meow but that's another fact you know it's like (laughs) (laughs) oh jesus but yeah it's and it it just it's funny too because it's the it's those conservative rural communities that just seem to be you know 
easily persuaded to to forget leaps of logic you know this it's it's lack of education and it's not a lack of education isn't the same as being stupid and i think that's what a lot of people like oh you think you think middle america is retarded it's like no i don't i do no, just <laughs> <laughs> it's just they, they lack not only formal education, but I think when you the one of the things that we take for granted when we live in the big cities is you're constantly bombarded with different ideas and both philosophical and re- just all kinds of shit going well, yeah, on. I mean, so it forces you to think outside the box a lot more. Yeah. And that's but a, when you live in small town America, where everybody, everyone thinks the same as you. Right. You know, when it's. You know, where the family tree doesn't fork, you know, no, um, <laughs> that's not what I meant. <laughs> I know, I know, no, I'm just, I, <laughs> I'm just saying that, yeah, when you're, you know, when you're in small town, you, and a lot of people in small towns don't deviate, like they don't explore out, you know, it's like, it's like when you hear people about, um, that are like, going, oh, you know, th- these people think they're so good because, you know, they travel and do that. It's like, but that's also how you learn about other cultures. That's how you get experience. It's not just cult. It's not just education, which is not what we're talking about. Because everybody could get the same thing out of this book. The thing is, is if you don't have cultural and social education, it's it's very hard to kind of see the forest for the trees. You know, so. it's a, it's a perfect example of why they say, why some people say. Um, that 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 the best kind of community is a small community. It's, it's the most convenient kind of community, right? Because you you don't have to challenge your ideals ever or change as a human being. You just grow up a certain way and you die that way. <laughs> you know, and that doesn't necessarily mean anything bad. It's just it's hard now because nowadays even those kind of communities are are being exposed to other things, but there's no real world experience to kind of like make a decision. Yeah, when you're a town of like five thousand, it's really hard to see issues that happen in a major city. For you, it's well, it's cut and dry. You just don't do that, you know. And it's just like that's not how it works. There's there's principalities in all this, okay? <laughs> so, new data published by the Scripps Institution of Ocean Oceanography. It is a real place, by the way. I saw the name and I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> Show, shows that the concentration what of kind CO2 of liberal in the, bullshit is it? <laughs> right. It's like fake news. This motherfucker <laughs> just wrote some stupid scripts. Motherfucker, I think that's my homie's name from the old neighborhood. It's motherfucking scripts. The concentration of CO2 in the atmosphere has reached a record monthly high of 417 parts per million. Uh, this two ppm change uh, since last May's readings, a reading is in line with the average annual increase. While many predictions strongly suggested that behavior change changes due to COVID nineteen would affect the atmosphere, temporary shutdowns and slowdowns haven't been enough to meaningfully uh, decrease the amount of greenhouse gas still present in the atmosphere. Richard Betts, head of climate impacts at the United Kingdom's National Weather Service, told New Science that he's not surprised. Quote, this analog, this analogy I use is filled, filling a bathtub from a tap. The water from the tap is the emissions and the water level in the bath is the concentrations. We're still putting CO2 into the atmosphere. It's just building up slightly less fast than before. What we need to do is turn the tap off. 
By all accounts, um, that's the end of the quote, by the way, by all accounts, pollution is down. According to NASA, nitrogen dioxide levels between New York and Washington, D.C. were down about 30% in March compared to the average for the last five years. Earlier this year, figures published by Carbon Brief showed that the shutdowns associated with COVID-19 in China led to a 25% drop in carbon emissions. Photos from the cities like Los Angeles, Moscow, and New Delhi show smog-free skies over streets emptied by local shelter-in-place decrees. But in order to make a significant change to the CO2 concentration, those emissions would need to drop by 20 to 30% over the course of a year, according to the Scripps team. So basically, we were in the right direction. But the problem is is that when they reopen everything, it's going to be the same old fucking bullshit again. So really, we didn't do anything. So, wait. So great. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, it's it's funny too because you've been hearing stuff like you know, like oh, we're making good progress because everybody's staying at home, and now it's kind of like, yeah, but now everybody's going to start going back to work and shit. So yeah, we're gonna. And I think that's what people don't understand is that in order for the the climate change bit to be fixed you have to change everyone's minds it's not what's going you have to do that first us being forced to stay home has not changed everyone's minds right because as soon as the door opens again everyone's going to get right back in their suv and they're going to fucking down the street for no reason (laughs) the factories are going to open back up you know we were kind of on going in the right direction um five years ago right and then this thing happened that pulled us back about 30 years yeah trump you know right <laughs> so uh it, but clean coal i mean <laughs> i remember when he first said that clean coal and i'm sitting there like what? with this perplexed look on my face and my wife goes what's the matter did you not hear him and i'm oh, i heard him i just <laughs> i'm pretty sure that's impossible <laughs> it's it's funny because it's like it's like what what was wrong it's like like I recognize the words, but yeah, they don't belong together. Unless, <laughs> like, maybe can'ts before clean. I don't know. Oh my god, I know it's it, it's, but it's it, it's the mentality of like. Oh. I just saw your fucking me. <laughs> Open your eyes. <laughs> five guys, five G. Stay woke. <laughs> Open your fucking eyes, bro. <laughs> Five guys, it's bomb though. I wouldn't mind a burger from there. Yeah, actually, I wouldn't either. Um, but uh, yeah, because it's, it's funny because it's that whole concept of like, yeah, you know, everybody's, you know, the air is so clean. You know, maybe we'll learn something. It's like, no, it's that, it's that person that gets so drunk they're on the verge of death, and they're like, I swear to God, I'll never drink again. You know, and they pull through and they go immediately to the bar. Yeah, they're like, oh, okay. And then the next week, fuck yeah, let's get, you know, let's get turned. You know, it's like, no, it it flies right out the window. If you make me live, I'll become a missionary and do your work. (laughs) (laughs) I always like that shit. Like, do you think you can trick the almighty? Like, he doesn't know what you're going to (laughs) do. And when you get better, he's like, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, right. (laughs) Fucking idiot. Uh, I, I mean, not to say I haven't done it myself, but you know, we've all been there at some haven't point. We all for little things, we've <laughs> yeah, all like exactly. listen. If you, li- I'll never hook up with her again. <laughs> Next week, listen. If you, if you just shut her up, I will not kill her. I swear to God. 
<laughs> Even God couldn't shut most of these. Pit- no, I'm, just <laughs> I'm just kidding. Yeah. Send your emails too. <laughs> All right. So Apple has released iOS 13.5.1. The company says, quote, provides important security updates and is recommended for all users, end quote, albeit not much detail in the change log, but as noted by Twitter account Apple Software Updates, the update is meant to patch out that kernel vulnerability used in the recent uncovered jailbreak. Apple support page lays things out more clearly. The update was designed to prevent an application from being able to, quote, execute arbitrary code with kernel privileges, end quote. In other words, iOS 13.5.1 is designed to block jailbreaking. Uh, The uh, uncovered jailbreak was particularly notable in the iOS jailbreaking community. Primarily, it was available on the then current 13.5, allowing users to up the of the latest Apple device to install new software features outside of Apple's gated app store. While it's certainly fun for iPhone enthusiasts to be able to have more customization options when it comes to their device, jailbreaks can um, jailbreaks like this can also represent big security holes. Apple software, something that company leans heavily on in advantage, as an advantage of iOS, so it's not exactly a surprise to see that Apple has moved so quickly to patch the vulnerability. Um, I'm actually surprised that it took nine days. Yeah, I usually patch that pretty quick. Yeah, because all the other stuff like, oh, this doesn't work right. It's all right. We'll we'll, we'll it have was, it out. We'll have it out it in about so a month. It was so quick. It was so quick that by the time I even heard about the exploit, <laughs> I just ran, and I don't jailbreak my phone, but I, I randomly, like, well, I wonder what update I had. I had I had the update that skipped it, Yeah. that fixed it. I was like, damn, all right. <laughs> okay, Apple, just checking, you know. So, yeah, because I, I remember because when it came out, I was like, oh, that's going to be this is when they're going to probably do because they're like, oh, there's no word on when it was going to be out. But nine days they have an app that has a security flaw in its mail app, and it takes about a month before you actually get an update to fix that patch. This one, they were on it like quick. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Ain't having that shit. Nah. Speaking of Apple, I saw this video that <laughs> the headline for it was. um uh you need to wait for the iPhone 12. And I look down at my iPhone 11 (laughs) and I go, I remember when the 10 came out and it says, you need to wait for the iPhone 11. (laughs) (laughs) We should do it on the site. You need to wait for the iPhone 20. (laughs) Right. You need to wait for the holographic iPhone that's coming out in 2047. I remember back, what was it? 2012, 2010, was he, oh yeah, it's going to have a holographic screen, a bendable this and all. I was like, oh, get the fuck out of here. Like, what People are, you- are dumb. <laughs> it's like, that stuff's cute and all, but no one's going to do it. It just costs too much money and it's gimmicky as fuck. The average person just wants a screen that they can touch that looks pretty. And <laughs> has their apps on it. Exactly. <laughs> That's it. And take pictures on it, you know. Right. I'll take pictures, pictures of your lunch. Important. Yeah, gotta take pictures of your lunch. And I'll tell you what, the camera on this <laughs> iPhone 11 Pro Max, you feel me? <laughs> <laughs> Wonderful. For the three pictures I take a month. So. <laughs> oh, when you take, oh, when you take a picture where you look like you're ready to fucking rob the, the stagecoach. 
<laughs> oh yeah. I was cleaning the bathroom today. Um, and the chem, I'm, I'm kind of sensitive to like chemicals. It just makes me feel lightheaded. So obviously when you're cleaning a toilet, you're like almost face first in a bunch of fucking chemicals. <laughs> so I put a bandana on and I didn't have my hat on when I was cleaning, but I threw the hat on real quick and I was like, <laughs> what about stupid shit? <laughs> my, my other friend, I said it to him. He says, I would arrest you a hundred percent. So NASA, this is actually pretty exciting. NASA has ordered another piece of the lunar gateway, which will serve as a space station for astronauts and equipment heading to the moon and Mars under the Artemis program. The space agency has awarded Northrop Grumman a $187 million contract to design the gateway's habitation and logistics outpost, or better known as HALO. Yeah, <laughs> somebody was some gamer Master NASA Chief yeah, is yeah. fucking around. <laughs> Somebody's like going, yeah, the uh, the the uh, head of the system, Master Chief. <laughs> right? They 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 were making the announcement. All you heard in the back was, oh, <laughs> you're like, oh shit. <laughs> I digress. <laughs> That's the pressurized living quarters uh, where astronauts can stay while preparing for deep space missions. The Halo cabin. Will be will be the size of small studio apartments and provide life support for spacefarers in tandem with NASA's Orion spacecraft. Northrop Grumman uh, based its design on its Cygnus spacecraft, which is being used to deliver supplies to the ISS. It will be assembled here on Earth and will make its way to lunar orbit alongside the outpost power and propulsion element, or PPE, a less exciting name. But still, um, NASA already awarded space technology company Maxar a $375 million contract to develop the PPE last year. The agency says launching both components at the same time reduces costs and technical risks since it will eliminate eliminate the need to dock two separate elements in the in the orbit where the gateway will operate. The $187 million contract NASA has awarded Northrop Grumman is enough to finalize the design of all systems and subsystems for a preliminary review expected to happen by the end of the year. If everything goes well, the company will sign a second contract to fabricate and assemble the actual Halo module that's scheduled to blast off to space in 2023. I'm super excited about this. We're basically turning the moon into a gas station. Which and is it, what I know it that doesn't been, sound which, exciting, which it but it's be. something I have wanted for fucking decades. <laughs> so that's basically what it is. Is it's it's just the refueling point for if they're going somewhere else, like yeah. if they're going to go to Mars or whatever. That was one of the things that yeah, I mean that's one of the plans to do that because you have to burn so much fuel to get out of the Earth's atmosphere. You go and then you refuel at the moon, and then you go and make a jump to Risa. Right. I'm telling you. Yeah. I'm telling you. <laughs> my fucking body is ready, bro. I was like, did you just throw your back out with that? Like, <laughs> oh my God. Throw my dick out. <sighs> <sighs> Jesus. <laughs> All right. So our one last thing this week. Uh, um, have you guys heard of a sovereign citizen? Well, apparently it is a thing. And, um, yeah, so 
From baseless concerns about 5G technology to elaborate schemes involving that bloke that made a matzah out of Microsoft, the coronavirus pandemic has been fertile ground for conspiracy theorists. This comes from the uh, Daily Mercury, which is an Australian newspaper or Australian news site newspaper. (laughs) Uh, So, however, it has also shown light on one of the most bizarre offshoots of the genre, the concept of the sovereign citizen. Not the queen, although she is indeed sovereign, but the idea that if you so choose, if you so wish, you can choose what what laws apply to you, if any do at all. The theory had loud and rowdy entrance into the coronavirus arena in normally law-abiding Singapore earlier this month. Amid the, outpo- amid the outbreak of COVID-19 cases, the city-state mandated the wearing of masks in public. One woman, who reportedly had lived in Australia prior to Singapore, repo- reportedly did not agree. On May 5th, the woman was stopped by police after it alleged she failed to wear a mask when at the hawker market. Police said that it wasn't the first time. It also alleges that the 40-year-old ate at a table in the food court, also on the current list of no-nos. The video reportedly uh, reportedly from the con- uh, confrontation, the woman claimed she was, quote-unquote, sovereign, and therefore was able to ignore the rules, according to Singapore's Straits Times. I'm a so- I am a sovereign. That is something people are not going to know what it is, she says. It means I have nothing to do with the police. It means I have no contract with the police. They have no say over me. A man who is off screen responded, that doesn't even make any sense. If, you, <laughs> if you're a person, That was me. I was actually out there. <laughs> if you're a person in Singapore, you have to follow the rules of Singapore. She was charged with one count of being a public nuisance and three counts of being a fucking moron, no, of violating COVID-19 rules. Uh, the court hearing the next day, the newspaper reported that the woman said she was, quote, extending my sovereign immunity. I am a living woman, and that is my only capacity at this matter, in this matter. She was reprimanded at a mental health facility ahead of her next mm-hmm. court appearance by, on May 19th. The local Chinese newspaper reported that she was a physiotherapist who lived in Australia for 20 years. It's not the only time that the sovereign movement uh, has potentially cropped up recently. Guess where else? On Peter Evans's Instagram, of course. Although not from the chief come exp- conspiracy theorist himself, but his followers. One of Evans's posts, which claims to show the link between pharmaceutical companies looking into COVID-19 vaccines, a follower implored people to, quote, open our hearts and stand together for sovereignty, uh, end quote. At the at a recent locked anti-lockdown rallies in Sydney and Melbourne, banners referred to c- several key phrases and concepts used in the movement. So what is it? Well, um, like many of the most recent far-fetched theories, it stems from the U.S., go, go figure, where there has always been a vocal minority who reject any form of overreaching government. The U.S.-based Poverty Law Center, Southern Poverty Law Center, has mentioned the sovereign citizen movement under the list of extremist organizations. Quote, sovereign citizens believe that they get to decide what laws to obey and which to ignore, and they don't think that they should have to pay taxes, uh, the center said that was also uh, Wesley Snipes used that when uh, yeah. he got thrown into jail for tax evasion because I don't recognize the government. So you, I, I don't, problem, rec- I don't recognize giving you my money. 
The problem with the whole sovereign citizenship is, is that if they were to take you seriously, let's say for shits and giggles, right. you say you're a sovereign citizen, then they could turn around and go, okay, then you're fucking trespassing. Yeah. You don't belong in this country. You better provide a visa for your little country of one. <laughs> we're about to fucking detain you. <laughs> you know, it becomes that kind of situation. Yeah. It, it's, it's, it, they were doing that in the seventies. I don't remember off the top of my head what it was for. I don't remember, but they, they were doing that back in the day for some silly shit. But, but people have tried doing it for taxes. I remember there was this one famous dude who lived in the mountains and he owned some land up there. I think it was in Colorado. And they said he hadn't paid his property taxes. And he said, I'm a sovereign citizen. I don't have to pay those. And the judge was like, well, I don't know what law book you're reading from, but <laughs> <laughs> like, they go on these grandstand things about it, but then at the, right after the 20 minutes of fucking filibustering their point, they go, okay, well, you don't make any sense. So, <laughs> yeah. And the, 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 and, um, here's part of the article that I thought was interesting. Um, at coronavirus rallies, banners were displayed referring to the Magna Carta. Sydney mom, Renee Alt, Altcritty, whose child was taken from her arms as she resisted arrest from breaking social distancing rules, bore a placard that said, if you don't know your rights, you don't have any Magna Carta. It's not known if she subscribes to the sovereign citizen movement, whereas your average citizen tries to change laws by voting and appealing to all the um, those who craft the laws, you know, politicians, sovereign citizens invoke the Magna Carta, which is like, um, okay. So, you know, dating, dating from 1215 England is one of the first legal documents. While sections of it remain in Britain and Australia law, the legal system has evolved since the 13th century. Well, not only that, you're trying to say it just it's such a stupid fucking idea. Like, oh, well, the Magna Carta makes sense to me because it's convenient for me. Right. But I'm not going to listen. And that's the thing. It's like, okay, fine. If you don't want to play by the rules of the country you're in and denounce your citizenship, then you don't get any of the protections or the privileges of being a citizen right. of this country. Exactly. So fuck off. This uh, the Singapore politician actually said that. He goes, that, uh, he goes, but then such people should not live within society. She should not expect any of the benefits that come from this system of governance, including her, her security and medical care. Right. And because now you're you're fucking with everybody around you because you're some special motherfucker who doesn't have to listen to anything. It's like, okay, then go move to the woods so yeah. we don't have to bother with you. Exactly. Oh, but you like the modern conveniences that come ah, with uh, You still want your Starbucks latte. Right, exactly. You know, it's fucking stupid, dude. <laughs> we all have to pay taxes. Get the fuck over it. Exactly. So I declare this podcast a sovereign citizen. That's what I That's right. <laughs> We are, we are citizens of the Lazy Geeks podcast. <laughs> we don't apply There's a knock to- on my door all of a sudden. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Who's coming through the windows? What? Oh, shit. <laughs> Suddenly I see- Motherfucker, Where are all these red dots appearing in my wall? <laughs> uh, must be a light show. <laughs> the show must go on. Fuck you. <laughs> Magna Carta. <laughs> <laughs> that's your death cry Magna Carta <laughs> give me freedom or give me death oh. but that's a fun I, I, one of the sovereign citizen dudes uh, it was a while ago and he, he kept quoting 
like the founding fathers. And I'm like, (laughs) (laughs) you're quoting the people who created the government (laughs) that you're currently opposing. Oh, fuck. (laughs) Like what is wrong with you? Man, I've been, I've, I've been a sovereign system. I've been a sovereign citizen since I was a lowercase G. Like that's just, that's how long I've been living this life. (laughs) Listen, I am a citizen, for better or for worse, of the United States of America. I'm also a citizen of Arizona. I heard that that's something that some people in other countries don't understand. That we basically dual t- we citizenship? Have, kind of have dual citizenship because we're a citizen of a state and the country. Mm. And to us, it's not a big deal because we can just go to different states. I don't need to fucking show my passport <laughs> to go to Cali. You know what I mean? But – I guess I, I was watching a YouTube video and they said, how, how could you be a citizenship of two places? I said, it's like a province. Like, why is it so hard to understand? But I guess because they all have the same driver's license. Because in America, we can be at two places in, at one That's time. Right. <laughs> I said, or because this country's fucking huge. Because <laughs> this, this country fucking rocks. <laughs> <laughs> but then that got me into like history lessons about the government the founding fathers created before the current one we're using <laughs> you know it's like the first 10 years i think it was something confederation and it was like everything had a, if if there was ever a bill passed they didn't they weren't able to pass any bills because it needed a unanimous vote and every state got one vote so each state had one vote <laughs> One and man, it was one just vote. fucked. Like the whole system was fucked. And they didn't ha- – they, they there could never – one of the rules was they could never have like a, a national army. So every state had its own army. Oh, the militias, yeah. Yeah, and it was, it was just – they were like, all right. <laughs> <laughs> but that government beat the British. Yeah. So, you know, anyway. <laughs> Turn off the history hat a little bit. Thanks for checking this. What? Oh, thanks for checking this small brand of normalcy. Hope you provide some distraction during this crazy time. If you want to help us out, please drop us a review. Review Reviews help raise the profile of the show. Also, if you want to help out uh, with our beer fund, and trust me, <laughs> my drink looking a little light. Okay. <laughs> Head over to thelazygeeks.com and click on our PayPal. We will drink on the show and thank anyone who donates. I am currently drinking on the show, but I'm not going to thank anybody because I bought it. <laughs> Right. I know. My, my, my refrigerator is looking a little thin, so I'm thinking smart water right now. Right. <laughs> smart water. Uh, the bougiest of water. <laughs> I'm drinking smart water. <laughs> or no, what's that fucking P- Pierre or something? It's like a sparkling water in a green bottle. Anytime I see someone drinking that, I know I don't want to be friends with that person. <laughs> Just because I think they'll look down on me in some way. Oh, with my Aquafina bottle. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to tell you this last week, but my uh, when we were watching all the shit going down in like uh, Minnesota last week, uh, my brother and I were watching uh, the Minnesota feed of, uh, of CBS News through Roku, and uh, this was when the police were marching protesters through a through a private neighborhood. So people were pulling trash cans out in the middle of the street and setting them on fire and stuff like that. And this one guy goes to a car and he's doing something. And then I started laughing. I go, yeah, you know, it'd be kind of one of those if this was happening in Arizona. You see a guy go to a car and you see Adam just walk out there, smack the guy in the back of the thing. Go, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> like, no, I go, you'd be in shorts and a t-shirt with flip-flops and just smack him on the head. What the fuck are you doing? Get the That's fuck right. out of here. <laughs> I, said, I don't fucking play games. I don't, I don't know why people think I do. 
<laughs> like, just get the fuck out of here. Get out of here. <laughs> Uh, you can follow us on social media, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, all under at the Lazy Geeks, all one word. Uh, comments, suggestions, or questions, email us at themailbag at thelazygeeks.com. Uh, by the way, any emails that aren't business related or uh, <laughs> of a certain nature uh, will be read on, will be read and answered on the show. Oh, and uh, be sure to check out our YouTube channel. If you can't click on any links available in the show notes, want more content or updates on coming shows. Just check our blog, thelazygeeks.com. All right, that is it for us this week. So until next time, I'm Stephen Vargas. I'm Adam Riley. And we are The Lazy Geeks. Lazy Geeks.